Hey, everybody. Welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And if you're brand new to us, or even if you're not, and you'd like to find more of us outside of the podcast, there's lots of places you can do that, like our website, which is meganandwendy.com. And it is full of holiday content right now, as well as tons of non-holiday content if you just need a break from that, which we totally get. You can also find us on Instagram, where we're Megan and Wendy LSS, and join our Facebook group, where we are long story shorties. And as Wendy has mentioned in the past, you can just mention that you're a podcast listener because if you have no idea which one's Megan and which one's Wendy because you've never seen us, that's okay. <laughs> Send us your emails too. We'd love to read them. You can reach us at meganandwendy at gmail.com. And speaking of, I have a little message we received on Instagram. It's lovely. Read it to the people. From Lisa. So she was uh, responding to an Instagram photo that we have up when we were promoting our our bonus podcast where we review Hallmark Christmas movies. So she says, you definitely need rose-colored glasses to enjoy these movies. That said, I love having them on in the background all day. I've seen parts of most of them, but rarely sit down to watch them from start to finish. I am currently on a Breaking Bad binge, which is the complete opposite of a feel-good Hallmark movie. Have you ever watched that show? Uh, I had to stop in season two. It was too stressful. Dark. Very dark. (laughs) She goes on to say, I love your new podcast and I do listen to those from start to finish. Thank you, Lisa. Can you do segments on your favorite Netflix shows, budgeting, and share what you two think of COVID or just pick one? Love you too. I feel like we're old friends, but I don't say anything. That made me so happy. It's such a nice message. And that comment was made before last week's episode went out where we talked all about our thoughts on COVID. So you can go back and listen to our chit-chatty episode, which is episode number eight, if you want to hear what we think about that. (laughs) I love her ideas about Netflix and budgeting. I know. I feel like I could do an entire episode on both of those things. I totally. 100%. 100%. Okay, so I have a little... um, correction I need to make yeah in last week's chit chatty episode I was talking about Jenny Garth recall I do and um I mentioned her book was called Blonde Ambition and it is not it is called Deep Thoughts from a Hollywood Blonde so while I was making fun of Jenny Garth for not remembering anything I couldn't remember the name of her book either so now I mean, even. I think that's okay since you didn't write it. It's a little bit different than not being able to remember the name of something you yourself created. But sure. uh, we will update our show notes to reflect that. And if you went looking for Jenny Garth's book and you couldn't find it, we're very sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so tell what? me how your Thanksgiving was. My Thanksgiving was a little bit, it was two-sided. So... It was just the four of us. I made an absolutely delicious Thanksgiving meal, if I do say so myself. And it was nice in the sense that we were home. It was relaxed. When dinner was ready, we put on Christmas vacation. Everyone changed into their pajamas before dinner. And we just sat on the couch with a giant meal. So time out. You ate, ate Thanksgiving dinner? at dinner. No, 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 no. You ate it on the couch? Yes. I freaking love that. <laughs> we eat most meals on the couch. 
I mean, that's just how we are. But to do it on Thanksgiving while watching Christmas Vacation sounds heavenly. I think we would, obviously, typically when we do Thanksgiving, when we have, we've never done a Thanksgiving, just the four of us, we would eat at the table. And we do plenty of meals at the table, but I think we were really, myself especially, trying to make this a fun meal. We do Friday night dinners on the couch of the movie all the time, so we just bumped it up a day, and it was great. I felt like it was just so much more relaxed just watching a movie, and I didn't really care that, you know, the kids only ate turkey in a roll, and (laughs) (laughs) it that part was really nice. On the other hand, I, you know, there were parts of it that were sad. So I, I think one thing I have to acknowledge going forward is we can do everything we can to make it nice and to make it wonderful and to create these new traditions. And these little bits of sadness are still going to sneak in because there were still things that we were missing. And I've seen a lot of, oh, the holidays are what you make of them. And I want, (laughs) it makes me so angry because it was a lovely day, right? We watched the Macy's Parade, which we need to talk about, and we had a great day. And at the same time, you can't ignore the fact that there were things that were missing. Yeah. No, I think it's fair to acknowledge those things instead of pretending that everything is just wonderful. Yeah, you know? I'm not. I don't need the toxic positivity. There's all four. <laughs> I'm all. I would. Li- I like finding the bright side. I like looking for things to be grateful for. But I'm also. I think it's dangerous not to acknowledge the parts that are hard. But I'm dying to know how your smoked turkey came out. Oh, it was great. Listen, if I didn't have to cook it, like it was gonna be great. Yes. Meaning, yeah, like absolutely. I didn't. So. So we brined the turkey, you know, we like, I had to go to Home Depot and buy one of those orange buckets to put the turkey in to soak the turkey. But where Um, did you put that bucket? In my refrigerator. I just adjusted the shelving and it fit. Um, So we brined the turkey, then we rubbed it with all kinds of yummy things and threw it on the smoker. The problem is we bought a new smoker Mm -hmm. and... There was like a timing issue. We didn't quite know when it was going to be done. So like trying to make it all come together at one time. Sure. But yeah, it came out great. It smelled so good. <laughs> you know, just like that's the, the best part is yeah. the smell from that smoker. I'm like, because... hey, neighbors, we're smoking a turkey. Can you smell it? <laughs> I freaking love it. My daughter goes, it smells like fire outside. I was like, oh, it's just the smoker. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, we're used to that Southern California wildfire smell, but right. it's just the turkey. <laughs> you know, I've been eyeing a smoker for my husband for Christmas. I, I That may make an appearance in our house, too, yes. just for the smell. This was an early Christmas gift. I bought it from Home Depot. They delivered it. It was fully assembled. We rolled it oh. into the backyard. It was ready to go. Yeah, it was awesome. I need to look into that option because if we buy something that needs assembly... I'm the one who will need to assemble it. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. No. Merry Christmas to me. The other half of that gift will be paying for assembly. So, (laughs) But I was happy with our smoked turkey. It was very successful. And I got to tell you, like, I super phoned it in on the sides because I am from the school of Sandra Lee (laughs) semi-homemade. Yes. And um, so I just, like bought pre-made mashed potatoes and did a little, you know, zhuzhed it up a little bit with some Parmesan cheese and that was super yummy. And yeah, I mean, it was 
nobody gets like super excited in our home for like a Thanksgiving meal. So I didn't like go to great lengths, you know, to wow everybody. For my husband and I, it's probably our favorite meal of the year. So while I am very much semi-homemade most of the year, everything, not everything, I buy box stuffing, but then of course still requires some work. I buy store-made rolls, but Mm -hmm. I do the mashed potatoes and the sweet potatoes. I have very specific recipes that have become our family favorites. Um, Oh, and this year, I'm not a huge fan of pie. Like, I would pick other desserts over pie. Yeah, me too. But I made a pumpkin pie and an apple pie, and I made an apple crumb pie, which I prefer because I like that topping. Mm-hmm. And the pumpkin pie, as I was Thanksgiving morning getting ready to make it, I realized we didn't have the evaporated milk. So I'm online looking for a substitute, and you can use coconut milk, which I had. It was the most delicious pumpkin pie I've ever had in my life. Now, granted, it's also now dairy-free, which is a bonus for me. That wasn't my intent. I also made a graham cracker crust because I don't like pumpkin pie on pie crust. (laughs) It was so good. I will never make it the other way again. The coconut milk made it delicious. You got your own special Thanksgiving pie recipe now. Yeah. That's exciting. Nobody... I, I didn't tell anybody because oh, sure. <laughs> one of those things are like, oh, it's dairy-free. Now it's not going to be any good, right? Yeah. Nobody knew. Mm-hmm. They all thought it was delicious. So that's how we make pies from here on out. So our pies sucked. That's such a bummer. <laughs> we purchased our pies from a local restaurant bakery that we always buy our Thanksgiving pies from because they have one pie that my husband loves. And he says that Thanksgiving is canceled if we don't have this oh. harvest pie. Now, what's in a harvest pie? It's like it's like a pumpkin pie, and then it has a layer of like a pumpkin chiffon over it. Oh, that sounds delicious. I would enjoy that. Right. It's like his favorite thing. So they gave us the wrong pie. The box was marked harvest pie, but inside was just a regular pumpkin pie. So he was super disappointed. Oh, I would be too. He still ate it. Expecting one thing, and it's yeah. I don't like pumpkin pie, so I also ordered a berry pie, and the berry pie was so bad. It tasted like it was rotten fruit. Oh. It was gross. It was so terrible. Like, I couldn't even eat it. I threw the whole thing away. It was awful. And I'm so mad at myself because I was like, I wanted to get a cherry pie because I love cherry pie so Mm -hmm. much, but I was like, oh, maybe pumpkin pie, or maybe berry pie people would eat that rather than... Anyway, I'm so, I should have just went with my gut decision to get the cherry pie, and I didn't. But if I really, really wanted to go with my gut, I should have got a lemon meringue pie, because that is my favorite pie of all time. But then, since I mentioned that on Thanksgiving, because I was complaining that the berry pie sucked, and I should have got the lemon meringue, I was told that I'm not allowed to get a lemon meringue pie at Thanksgiving, because it's not traditional. I mean, if you're doing the pie ordering... (laughs) I figure as long as they have what they want, you can have a bonus pie. Right. Right. I was like a little bit bothered by this comment because I was like, who says it has to be this kind of pie? I don't know. I don't want to. rules. And if you're the pie purchaser, get whatever pie you want. I know. I know. See, and here's the other. find our own joy. Right. But here's the other thing, too. Like, we don't really like turkey. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. we went went to great lengths to smoke this turkey, which was wonderful. But I was like, 
we would have liked a prime rib better. So why aren't we making prime rib? Like, why do we have to make turkey? You don't. My next door neighbor did lamb chops and then they did all the traditional Thanksgiving sides Mm -hmm. where they did lamb, rack of lamb. I don't, they did something lamb and then all the traditional Thanksgiving sides because they're not big fans of turkey. Right. Make your own, make your own rolls. I know. I just hate falling into this like idea that we have to follow certain traditions. Yes. I didn't make these traditions. I don't care like what we eat on Thanksgiving. Okay, so let's talk about the Macy's Day Parade. Did you watch I, it at all? You know, I didn't I didn't watch it. I flipped it on and I saw um, the Hamilton performance happening outside of the, the Richard Rogers, Rogers Theater. Richard yeah. Rogers Theater. Yeah, and it made me super sad. <laughs> yeah. Made me, it made me really sad. Because those who don't know, Megan and I took a trip to New York, gosh, three years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went and saw Hamilton and it was such an amazing trip it was for Megan's birthday and all I could think about when watching it on the Macy's parade on Thanksgiving was like I want to go to New York again when can I go to New York I want to go with Megan I want to go for like (laughs) a girls weekend a girls weekend to California girls in the city let's see all the shows back to back you know I just let's do it we um as an aside spent all weekend kind of planning future trips for next year Mm -hmm. because I think we're in this mode where we have to believe that we're going to be able to travel in the summer. And so (laughs) we kind of had all of these, we haven't booked anything yet and I will not book flights because they're the worst to try and cancel. Mm -hmm. But I think we might make some hotel reservations and some house rentals just we just have so many dream trips. We're not going to take them all, but we want to go to New York and we want to take this road trip and we want to do all of these things. And that seeing the Macy's parade kind of spurred that a little bit. My husband is a big fan of the Macy's parade. It wasn't a tradition in my house growing up. And so it's a big deal for him. He turns it on every year. So he turned it on with the kids and I was in the kitchen, which obviously has a view of the TV, but I wasn't watching it as carefully as they were. I did stop what I was doing and watch Hamilton. Um, I did see the Alanis Morissette uh, Broadway presentation and mm-hmm. then went on a little bit of a Googling spree about what her Jagged Little Pills show is about. And it's mm-hmm. a little dark. <laughs> oh, really? It's about, I mean, I was a very brief Wikipedia but it's basically this like suburban mom who's addicted to painkillers. Oh, um, I heard it was really good though. I'm sure it is, and I'm sure the music is fantastic. That Jagged Little Pill CD was on repeat. Funny, as they were singing it, I was like, I still know every word <laughs> to this song. So I think I would like it because of the music. But one thing that was interesting, and I, it, what it seemed like, and I will admit that I've done no further research about this, but as I was watching, it seemed like what they did is basically a mini parade past the cameras, right? There was no parade route. The performances happened outside of theaters, separate from the parade itself. And then they had this televised mini parade where all of the floats and performers went by. And... I really appreciated their dedication to making it happen. And they talked a lot about how, you know, they had all the COVID protocols in place. And I'm in this place where I feel very torn between, yes, of course, I 
want everyone to observe COVID protocols. And I also don't want to be reminded of them sometimes. <laughs> right. So when you've yes. got the Rockettes performing, I mean, everybody had masks on unless they were singing. And for some reason, the Rockettes with face masks on, I found it so sad. This is not I'm pro mask. I am pro <laughs> whatever it takes to get through this. It There are moments in all of this where the extent to which our lives have changed in the past eight months hit me stronger than others. Mm -hmm. And that was one of those moments. And I got a little teary in the kitchen. <laughs> and I just felt, I just, if you were to look forward from last year to this year's parade, you just wouldn't even know what was, ha I don't know. It, I, it's hard for me to describe my feelings about it, but I did find it a little bit sad. And at the same time, there was quite a bit of it that I enjoyed, loved the Hamilton performance. My husband is the one of us in the family who's not seen Hamilton, not even the movie. And as they're singing, he's like, is this song in the show? Oh my <laughs> God. Like, the Skylar sisters. Yes. And I really appreciated that in 2020, Obviously, that song is kind of an ode to New York, which I think is part of the reason they chose it. Mm -hmm. But I also like that they chose the song that features the three women and is focused on the women in the show. And that's really the ah. only song that's all about the women. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was like, that's such an interesting song that they chose. It wouldn't have been the one that I would have chosen if I was producing that show. But I right, like... Right, it's not the iconic Hamilton yeah. song. But they do, I think... I think, A, the odes to New York, and B, let's put women in the sequel. <laughs> yeah, I like it. So speaking of Hamilton, yesterday morning, I was feeling terrible. I turned on Disney Plus, and I watched the um, Taylor Swift, like, making of her newest album oh, yes. or whatever. Um, which is an album I haven't listened to. I really like Taylor Swift, um, but... I, that first song off the album is like so sad and sappy. And I was just like, I can't let my brain go there right now. Right. But watch after watching that documentary, I was like crying throughout it. <laughs> and then, and then when it was over, I felt I needed a bigger cry. So then I turned the very last scene of Hamilton on. Oh. And watched that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I had a little good cry over Disney plus yesterday. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I would recommend watching it, well, and then and then turn on Hamilton for yes. a cry. <laughs> cry yourself dry. Exactly. On a much lighter television note, can we talk yeah. about the return of one of our uh, favorite guilty pleasures? Go ahead. Now, I want to say I don't like the phrase guilty pleasure. I don't think we should be feel guilty about watching trash television, but I do feel guilty about watching this show in particular, <laughs> and that is Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders making the team. Oh my god, I'm so glad it's back. You have no idea. <laughs> it was it's always a summer show because of course it they launch it, you know, prior to the football season. It leads mm -hmm. up to the season. That didn't happen and it's very very different this year. Let's say it again. But so this is another one of those moments where, much like watching Real Housewives of Orange County, we're in the phase where we're seeing the ramp up to COVID. This is deep in the middle of COVID, they call it a bubble that they're in. They're not really in a bubble, but they're, you know, they're wearing masks and they're doing small groups. And part of me, on the one hand, I'm glad to have it back. And on the other hand, it's bugging me that COVID's in my show. I know. I hear you. Um, 
I'm just happy it's back. I look forward to that show every single season. Um, I love the dancing part of it. I just love Me it too. so, so much. I was a little disappointed that there weren't familiar faces coming back to try out this year. Did you notice that? Well, okay, but right now they only have the rookies. Yes, I know. But you know when those who don't make the team often come back year after oh, year yes. and try out? There's only one girl who is tried out several years ago and is back this year. Like, I expected to see just some familiar faces, you know. Yes, and there's there always not. those girls. And then you want that triumph story where they finally yeah. get their chance to come to training camp. Yeah. yeah, there's not that. And, you know, when you are going into it with only rookies and none of the veterans who we all know and love very much, mm-hmm. <laughs> I am ready for the veterans to join training camp. But I do appreciate, you know, they, in addition to their practice uniforms, they have matching masks, which brought me, I was like, way to go, DCC, you've got a mask for every practice uniform. Although it's so funny to me because they're like, okay, wear your mask and then take it off when you're in this small group, even though you're in a room dancing, moving all around the room. I can understand why they don't want them dancing in a mask, but also there's really no point at this point. And Kelly and Judy aren't wearing masks sitting in that room with them. Just like... Okay, <laughs> you need to have a big disclaimer up front about how none of this makes ac- any actual sense in terms of preventing COVID transmission, but nice try to. Do you think give it's the just illusion. for show? I yeah, think it's that... 100% for show because uh... you're in an enclosed room, and then when they're all there, they have their mask on, except for Kelly and Judy, probably because they don't want to talk through them, whatever. They don't look good. Fine. <laughs> but then they take them off to dance. It's not like they stay in one spot when they dance. And also you're breathing heavily. Anyway, anyway, I'm not a doctor, you. but no, I do think I know. it's for show a little bit. A couple of weeks ago, I watched the premiere, uh, the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy, which I haven't seen that show in 15 years, probably. Mm-hmm. Do you still watch it? I do. I have not watched this season yet. For the reason I think you're going to mention. Okay, so it takes place in March of 2020, mm-hmm. and they're all in masks, which is fine because it takes place in a hospital. Like, I get it, but, like, they're talking through the masks, and it's like, I can't really understand what you're saying. I need subtitles totally. And then the surgeons are fully in, like, these, like, space outfits. And I was wondering, yeah. like, is that for, like, was this safety protocol for them as well as like well hey we're filming a show about we're in a hospital do you know what i mean i mean i'm sure it didn't hurt right that's the one show where they can get away with wearing masks on camera so right but they had like meredith in this full-on like spacesuit with like like an air which which then made me wonder like if this is actually happening in hospitals it was like she was carrying around like an air pack or something so it was pushing fresh air into her mask and yeah, then I've seen that in the preview and I've seen a couple like Instagram stories where doctors are showing themselves suiting up where they have that sort of suit although I don't think that is as far as I can tell that's not everywhere that they're able to use those okay but then on the show they had mics inside their mask and I was like do they have those in real life or am I just supposed to ignore the fact that they have a mic on the show because we cannot hear the actor talking through this suit? That is a 
good question. So, I have to assume they would need some way to communicate through these suits. I would think so, but I, I don't know. I, I was like, okay, I'm not into this show. I, I turned it <laughs> off. Well, moving on from COVID, mostly, yeah. is we want to talk about something we got to do last week, and we were guests on another podcast, The Okayest Moms with Brittany and Heather. Um, we have... M- been online friends with them for a while and Wendy and I met Heather at Mom 2.0 in 2019 in Austin and we joined them on their podcast to talk about holiday traditions in a pandemic and how we're pivoting and things we're letting go of and there was part of it that as I was listening back made me laugh at myself so (laughs) I think uh, we'll leave a link to that in the show notes you can go over and give that a listen yeah All right, and with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This episode of Long Story Short, the podcast is brought to you by Celestial Shell. Michelle makes the most beautiful fabric gifts. We're talking everything from coffee cozies and face masks to beautiful fabric bins in both holiday and non-holiday designs. I have two of the holiday ones on their way to me right now that are going to make the base for great gifts. She also makes book sleeves and she'll even make a custom order for you. So if you have something in mind, send her a message. You can find her at celestialshell.com. Of course, that link will be available in our show notes and let her know that Megan and Wendy sent you. Today's episode, we're talking about Christmas, specifically the problem with Christmas this year. And the first problem is that I'm still in a terrible mood. Terrible. Sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. People in my house say, mom or Megan. And my response is, what? (laughs) I mean, okay. I don't think you should feel sorry for that. You're tired. It's been a long year. We're at the time of the year where kind of moms are expected to make magic happen. Mm -hmm. And um, you're exhausted. So be kinder to yourself. I think that's a good point. And I was thinking back to everything that has happened in the last eight months and 90% of it, you know, I haven't talked about on social media or publicly and it's been a long year. (laughs) Pandemic aside, and we're in a pandemic and it was an election year and all of the things that the world has lived through in addition to what we're all living through individually. Mm -hmm. I do think it's good to acknowledge those things because I think sometimes we forget all of the contributing factors to our moods and our attitudes and how we feel physically. Mm -hmm. So yes, I will try and remind myself that. Well, this is what I think. Like I, uh, what did you call it in our last segment? Toxic joy. (laughs) Toxic positivity. Yeah. So I feel like there is this like, you know, everybody has to be happy because for the sake of being joyful. Wait, does that make sense? Like, I'm just saying, like, we're at a time of the year where, like, oh, we need to be so thankful and grateful and joyful because it's the holiday season and whatever. Um, I actually think there is something about the transparency of saying, hey, I'm struggling because you are definitely not alone, you know? Well, and I think 
I also said that it can be dangerous to folk, you know, to be so positive all the time. And I'm not saying if that's your way of living, that there's a problem with that. But I think, like you said, if I'm coming out in the world and pretending like everything is okay, I think the message it sends or can send to someone who is struggling is, well, then what's wrong with me? Right? Even though Mm -hmm. there's a danger in comparing yourself to others, we all do it. We're exposed to social media. And I think you're right. I think letting people know that they are not alone, and this is me telling you, you are very much not alone if you are struggling. And everyone knows I love this time of year, and I still do. I There's so many things I love about Christmas, and I'm still struggling. It's not magic that has erased the reality of what life is actually like. It mm-hmm. helps. There are things about it that are nice and enjoyable and that I'm holding on to, but it's not a magic wand. Well, I just want to tell you that you know you can always come to me and talk to me. I appreciate that. I do I mean, send you a lot of whiny text messages. No, <laughs> and I'm here for it, like always. Like I just feel I, I know where you're coming from. I'm having a hard time too. Like this year has been tough. I physically don't feel good. I just think there is something to say about like connecting with people on that level, you know, say, Hey, I'm, you don't, not everything has to be Pollyanna, you know? Yes, I agree. Am I I making any sense? I don't think I'm making any sense, but I just wanted. Well, I would just say that I hope, you know, if you are listening that you have a person who you feel you can say those things to. And I, this year, Anybody who knows me, this has been a bad year. I've done a lot of complaining. And I was saying to a friend, I hadn't, there was something else that had happened. And it was just one of those things. And I said, I hadn't told them until it got to the point that I kind of had to. And I said, you know, I just feel like Eeyore all the time. And I said, I just didn't want to talk about it because I feel like I don't have any positive news to share. And she was like, look, this has been a bad year, objectively bad. And you could talk about that. That's where you are. And the people who are your friends the good ones are not just here for your good news. Totally. 100%. So I would encourage people to use their friendships and odds are you have at one point been that kind of friend to someone, hopefully. I gotta say, like, I'm a little choked up right now. Me too. I I don't know, like, quite why other than it's just been a hard year. It has been a hard year. I, yeah, my friend Kelly texted me the other day. She's like, where have you been? Because when things are hard for me, like I retreat, like I don't reach out to people. I just, you know, go into my little hole and it's Mm -hmm. been like that the last couple of weeks. And like, yeah, like I, I'm sorry you're going through it. I feel you totally. No, I'm sorry you're going through it too. It's, it's been a bad year. And I think, you know, as many gift guides as we write and as many blog posts as we write about finding ways to connect with people when you can't be in the same room. I mean, I believe in those things. I there I'm not I do believe in all of those things, right? I like to find ways to connect with people. I love buying gifts. And at the same time, I wouldn't want anyone to think that that is an accurate representation of our moods 100% of the time, right? Right. right. You know, it's like I want to share, "Hey, look, this stupid Christmas mug is bringing me joy and sometimes I need to talk about that and sometimes I need to talk about I'm just sad (laughs) right Um, and we can do we're allowed to do all those things you know yes 
Yes. Um, some of those things aren't Pinterest worthy, which is why, you know, some things are better for the podcast than for the website. Right. <laughs> that being said, I have a bit of a Christmas queen confession to make. Tell me. And that is that I am 99.9% certain I'm not doing holiday cards this year. I'm shocked. Shocked to hear this. <laughs> I took the year off from doing holiday cards a few years ago, and it was a nice little break. I just didn't feel like it. I just didn't want to. It felt like too much. And then I've done them for the past couple of years again. And we don't typically do like a beautiful family photo for our holiday cards. I take snapshots from throughout the year, family vacations, what have you, and throw them together in a collage card. And those photos don't exist. I was talking to my husband. He's like, are we doing a holiday card this year? And I love how he says we because as involved as he is in all of the Christmas preparation, he doesn't really do anything when it comes to the cards, Mm -hmm. which is fine. And I was like, well, I don't think so. I just don't have any photos. And he was like, what are you talking about? We have lots of pictures. And I said, yeah, of the kids on the couch, of the kids (laughs) in their mismatched pajamas, of the kids in bedhead in the backyard. Like... I don't want to send those photos. And I know they're funny. And it's, I'm glad that we've taken those little snapshots. I just don't have any interest (laughs) in sending photos of my kids in their, you know, rumpled pajamas and unbrushed hair sitting in the backyard with a dog. I just, that's bringing me no joy. Yeah. And a combination of in you know, late October, the wildfires, and then a member of my family, not in my household, but of my family having COVID, that kind of two-week period threw me completely off my holiday game. And now I don't want to dedicate the hours of taking the photo, finding the card, addressing the card, stamping the card, mailing the card. (laughs) Doesn't sound fun to me. Yeah. So I think I'm opting out. I mean, I think that's fine. I mean, are you even thinking twice about it? No, I'm not really. And I don't, the reality is if I tell people, they'll say, oh, but I want to get a card from you. But will they actually notice that they didn't get one? The answer is no. Oh, I keep track. (laughs) You do. (laughs) I do. (laughs) So do you then remove people who don't send cards Uh from your list? Uh (gasps) Uh-huh. Don't take me off your list. I won't. I, it's usually like if I don't receive a card like in two consecutive years, then I'll take them off the list. And it's not like a tit for tat thing. It's just like, eh, they don't care to send one. So why should I, you know? Yeah. Well, yes. Is this more people that you're not super close to? Yes. So you're just there like holiday card friends and then you realize they're not actually even holiday card friends anymore. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get that. And, you know, if we get removed from the lists of people like that, then so be it. Right. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. if the only interaction I have with these people is getting their holiday card, I would be very sad to be removed from your list. But if you feel the need to edit, not you, if you remove me, I'll be mad. <laughs> One is I want the uh, very luxurious gift of a cordless stick vacuum. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I really feel like it'll improve my life. And I actually tweeted about this a couple of weeks ago when every single person who responded was like, it actually will (laughs) improve your life. So uh, I don't know. I have one. Do I think it improves my life? Maybe. I mean, it is easier to take out than the big vacuum. So see, don't rain on my parade yet. Okay. All right. I'm not. (laughs) Anyway, that's the sort of thing that my husband would be like, you're not getting a vacuum for Christmas. Just go buy one. But also I want a vacuum for Christmas. So I bought one and I'm wrapping it for myself because he would not buy it for a gift. He would just go buy it. I don't know. I want it as a gift. I can't explain it. (laughs) 
The other thing is my wedding and engagement rings haven't fit for a while now. Mm-hmm. And I had said at the beginning of this year, I'm going to take, I'm going to go get them sized. And I have another ring that needed to be repaired. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, that is not an essential errand. <laughs> and finally oh, I was my like, goodness, I am going to the jeweler. It's an in and out situation, right? Drop it off size yeah. my finger and I'll go back. So I did that yesterday. I drove to the jeweler, which is not super geographically desirable. It's not in my usual cruising radius. <laughs> but I I went, I dropped it off. They're like, it'll be ready in two hours. I was like, I'll come back. So I'm going back on Wednesday, pick them up. And that is my gift to myself. <laughs> All right. So that's my um, very exciting wish list. What's on your list? Okay. So I only want one thing and one thing only. And my husband keeps asking me, what do you want for Christmas? And I tell him. And then like three days later, he'll say, I need a Christmas list from you. And I said, I already told you what I wanted. And he just makes this face like, I'm I not guess? buying. I'm, yeah. Is it an electric bike? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's, it's the one thing I want. Like, I love being on a bicycle, like outside. Like that is, I love it so much. But I hate riding a bike. <laughs> of course. Me too. I don't want to do the work. I just want to the, wind in my hair, cruise along. Yes, exactly. The city we live in is very hilly. Yes. And like our street, thankfully, is like a flat street. So the bike I do have, I ride it up and down the street occasionally. But I want an electric bike just to be outside. Like when I want to get away and just have a moment to myself. And like you said, wind into the hair and just enjoying the nature i want that bike so bad now, i don't what think i'm is gonna his get it hesitation bikes are expensive? for exercise no bikes are for oh. exercise and so they're f- you still have to pedal well i mean when i tried it out which yes i tried it out way back at the beginning of the year i thought i might get it for my birthday that didn't happen <laughs> um yeah I, there was some pedaling like i'm not that lazy like I will pedal a bike an electric bike but like he thinks it's you know it's strictly for exercise he doesn't understand like I need it for like mental well-being recreation yes exactly so I don't know I don't think it's gonna happen (laughs) I'm gonna be super disappointed and I can't asking what I want if you don't want to get it for me (laughs) I can't tell if like he's like decided okay I'm gonna get the bike because that's all she's asked for or he's trying to throw you off the scent. Yeah. Or he's like adamant and like, no, I'm not going to get the bike. So I don't know. We'll see. I'll keep you posted. Okay. Let's talk about. So when it comes to gift giving, mm-hmm. um, A, we have a ton of gift guides on our website. And our gift guides are, rather than being like gifts for her or gifts for him, we write our gift guides towards specific personalities. Gift guides for homebodies, gift guides for readers, gift guides for houseplant lovers, gift guides for kids who love animals. And they're very specific, and we've been sharing sneak peeks into them on Instagram. It's so funny because we wrote all of those gift guides, and then as I sit down to do all of my own holiday shopping, there's part of me that is struggling a little bit, and I think it's because I know we're not going to have our big family gift exchange, and so the idea of just dropping a gift on the porch doesn't bring me as much joy as seeing someone open a gift. Mm-hmm. However... I do think there are ways to infuse some of the joy back into gift giving. How do you feel about shopping small this year? Um, I'm for it because we have so many mutual friends that have small businesses that are struggling. So I'm happy to spend my dollars there to help support them. Yeah, we have a page on our website that we're 
constantly adding to, but list some of our favorite small businesses of our friends. We'll link that in our show notes. And another thing we're doing, Wendy, several episodes ago, talked about the discovery of a Facebook group called Ear for Each Other, where Disney cast members who had been furloughed or laid off were sharing their non Disney businesses. And mm-hmm. so we have a Disney Instagram account. And since we are not going to Disney, we don't have any Disney content to add over there right now. So right now we've turned that over to an account where we're just sharing those businesses. And you can find them all on our Instagram account, which is Girls Gone Disney, which we'll link. We also have a page on our website where we've listed all of those businesses with links to where the, to find them. Because of course, you can't link from an Instagram post. And that's been a fun thing to be able to turn that space over to the makers and to these small businesses and to feel like in a tiny way we're helping to give back to those businesses and get the word out. It has been fun. And I feel for those Disney, like I feel for everybody who is like out of a job or out of work or whatever. Those Disney Disney employees have been hit hard because Mm -hmm. they were furloughed and then they were let go just recently. So and there is no like reopening date, at least for Anaheim, anytime soon. So um, a lot of those makers we are sharing, most of them are either in Orange County or in Orlando. So, But many of them have businesses that you can shop online. Some are yeah. local. We have shared some local businesses, like a local little charcuterie board maker. But uh, many of them have businesses that will ship to you. It's not all Disney related items. Some of them are, but some of them are just, they just happen to be former Disney employees. Like there's this beautiful wood flower company. They're these lightweight wooden flowers that the photos are absolutely beautiful. So if you're thinking, I'm not a Disney fan, you don't need to be. Do you feel like you are inclined to shop more this year to try and just like fill the gaping hole that is 2020 that's funny you say that for me this year no (laughs) because the last several months has really shown me like we have all we need Mm -hmm. and while I like gifts and I really enjoy giving gifts I am leaning hard into the other stuff typically people would enjoy during the holidays, typically things I don't enjoy, like Christmas movies or decorating or um, spending time like going to see Christmas lights or cookie baking or whatever. You know, if anybody knows you and I, they know that I am the anti-Christmas queen. (laughs) And so this year has been kind of like a, a little bit of a awakening for me in that in that um, sense like really trying to hold on to like what what means a lot to me I don't know if it's because like I feel things are slipping away (laughs) you know yes and that just may be the season of the life that I'm in right now like my daughter is getting older and I don't know a lot of heavy emotions over here (laughs) this time of year for me yeah I I hear that The answer to your question is no, I am not uh, filling the void with retail therapy. But how about you? I thought I would. I really thought, like, this is all we have, right? I can, the only thing I control is what I can buy, and I'm just going to go all in on the gifts. But my kids are 10 and 13. Their wish lists are much smaller. Well, that's not true. My 10 year old wants everything that she sees. But the reality is, they're both out of the toy phase. They don't really need anything. I don't need anything. Obviously, I have items on my list, but normally I'd have a long list of things that I want 
And yeah, I'm not as much as I thought we would go hog wild. We really haven't this year. So, um, okay, did we talk about this before? Are gifts your love language? My gifts are my love language, and I like and uh, giving gifts is I think I don't know if that's always true that you know, if your love language is receiving gifts, then you also like giving gifts because you assume mm-hmm. other people will enjoy that as well. So but I really enjoy giving gifts and I like thinking of like the look on the person's face when I give it to them. And last year, my brother would not give me any ideas. And I said, if you don't give me a gift idea, I'm getting you a Millennium Falcon waffle maker. And he <laughs> never gave me a gift idea. And I gave him a Millennium Falcon waffle maker. And it was everyone laughed so hard at Christmas. And that moment of just like pure joy that everyone had and they didn't have a waffle maker to begin with so now they can have waffles and who cares if they're shaped like the millennium falcon that moment brings me a lot of joy and i think because we won't really have a lot of those moments i know we can have them on zoom i don't want to quite frankly i just don't want to i'm deriving a little bit less joy from that i hear you yeah that's hard that's really hard especially if that's your your jam you know what i mean and you just know that it's not going to happen. Gifts are not your love language. No, I, in fact, just took that online test. Did you? And what did did it show? Words of affirmation. That does not surprise me. Yeah. I need a constant, like, (laughs) you've done a good job, Wendy. (laughs) Always. It was words of affirmation and um, acts of service. Yeah. Yeah. I made my daughter take that, actually. And hers, I was, I thought it was going to be gifts, to be honest. And it was quality time. So I know. So, like, that's why I've been trying to put effort into spending quality time with her. Not that sweet. Not that I don't, but, you know, it's not like we're together and I'm nagging her about, like, cleaning up her room or schoolwork or soccer or whatever. It's actually just, you know, spending time and talking to each other about things she's interested in and I'm hoping that she appreciates it. Yesterday we spent some time together and my husband said, How was it? I go, it was great until it wasn't. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. All right, friends, we're gonna take a quick break and come back with Megan and Wendy approved. All right, let's turn it around. Do you have something you're really excited about that you want to share with the folks? I do. It's something that I've had for weeks now, and I am going to write a blog post about it because I think that there's some people who might be interested in it. It's called the Sarah Chapman, the facialist. And so let me back it up here and first say that there is an influencer who shared this on her Instagram stories or something, and I was influenced and purchased it. Um, So now I'm telling you guys that it's really awesome. (laughs) What it is, is like... um, it kind of looks like a kitchen tool, but you rub your face with it and it has these little like rollers that like knead into your into your like cheeks and your jawline and your forehead and it's quite interesting. Is I, it Y-shaped? Yes. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I know I've seen a lot of people share it and I I like yeah, Wendy Wise feels yes. I was like that would probably feel great on my jaw when I wake up grinding my teeth. Every yes, night. absolutely. So, so I what I've noticed is like I have pretty chubby cheeks, and so it, it really digs in. 
on my chubby cheeks. But the I love the idea of like if you have a sore jaw in the morning from like teeth grinding or something that it would just really get in there and like need those like muscles. Uh Um, I love using it with like a um, like a face oil or something to give it a little slick so it's not just like dragging your skin, pushing your skin back. Um, I bought it off of Amazon. Now, Sarah Chapman is like a European facialist or esthetician or something. I don't know the backstory on her, but I do know it's available on Amazon. It's like 40 bucks. So I was going to write a blog post. I will link the Amazon link in the show notes, but I do have a blog post coming up because I have some other like skin tools that I think a woman of certain age would like to use. Mm -hmm. So anyway... That's what I got. Well, my item is not a new purchase. I've had these for almost a year, but I think the timing is right to share them. These were a Christmas gift last year. They were the number one thing on my wish list. And when I told my husband, he scoffed because (laughs) they are at a price point that is higher than what he thought one should pay for this particular item. And that is my Ugg slippers. (laughs) Now, I need to tell you that last year... On December 8th, we got a puppy, and then I basically <laughs> started staying home forever because when you have a puppy, you're homebound, and was constantly, like, taking the puppy out, taking the puppy out, taking the puppy out, and it was cold, and it's often cold in our house, and I like to have cozy slippers in the house, and they have, um, I have the Ainsley, which is just the name of the style, and I have them in gray, and they are water resistant. They're just warm and cozy and comfortable, and I have accidentally worn them out of the house twice because I'm just walking around and I forget about it, but I enjoy them. I was so excited for the weather to turn a little bit cooler so I could start wearing my slippers. I keep them next to my bed. Yes, of course, you can get slippers at a lower price point. However, these still look great a year later. So I think if you sometimes if you buy the $20 pair of slippers, you're replacing them every year. Not the case with these. And I, when I took them out of slipper storage, my husband was like, oh, do you need a new pair this year? And I was like, oh, look at how we've changed our tune. Because last year you were like, I am not buying. He kind of does that like. I'm not going to get that ridiculous thing. And then, of course, he gets me the ridiculous thing. But I was like, no, they're great. And now they're all broken in and cozy and comfortable. And I I was going to say, I was going to ask, like, did you wear those like throughout the year or did you store them away? I wore them until it got warm. So probably, I don't know, through April. Mm -hmm. And then I put them back on the shelf and took them out about a month ago because now it's it's still pretty warm here during the day, but it's cool at night. Tis the season to wear the Ugg slippers. Yeah. Yes. And so since we're home all the time, I wear right. them every day and my feet are cozy and comfortable. And it's nice, like on a day like Thanksgiving, if you're on your feet all day to have something with a little bit of a sole on it. There's no support, but it's slightly better than being barefoot. Oh. I enjoy them. And if you're looking for like a kind of big ticket item to add to your wish list, something that feels useful. Nobody needs new clothes right now, right? I just want like (laughs) Lou and Gray sweatsuits and Ugg slippers for Christmas. (laughs) All right, friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Long Story Short, the podcast. Don't forget to tune in on Thursday where we will be recapping If I Only Had Christmas from Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas series. Before you go, (laughs) slide on into your podcast app and leave us a rating and or a review because it really helps 
uh, people find us. We were on a roll of people leaving them for a while, and then it slowed down. So if you are listening, we would love your rating and your review. It definitely helps. Tell a friend. Send us an email. Let us know what you're thinking, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.